Welcome to Effortless Swimming, the podcast for swimmers, triathletes, and coaches. Join Australian swim coach Brenton Ford as he reveals the latest techniques and information to improve your swimming. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. My name is Brenton Ford, and today's guest is a friend of mine, John Muller. And uh, John's from Wellington, New Zealand, and it's a little bit of a different podcast today because um, uh, the, the reason why I've got John on the podcast is because uh, jo- John and I have been communicating over the last um, probably year or two, I think it is, and um, and John's been following some of our programs and workouts and things like that. But uh, John is actually a, a writer, and uh, in the last couple of weeks, he's finished a book on swimming. And uh, he sent me a copy of the book uh, and has been sending me drafts along the way. Uh, and what I really liked about it is that he explains, uh, he explains swimming in such a way that um, it just hits the nail on the head in terms of ex- describing how it feels to, to race well and how it feels to jump in the pool after a long day of work. And uh, just um, John really describes uh, the thing that I think a lot of swimmers uh, and triathletes feel when they get in the water. Uh, so I just wanted to um, to get John on the the podcast today to so talk about that and um, and just you know, ex- explain um, how it came to be that he wrote a book about swimming. So John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Brent. Good to talk. Yeah, well we uh, we met uh, in person a couple of weeks ago when you came to to Melbourne for a couple of days there, and yeah. um, and you've I mean you've sort of grew up around water sports, didn't you? Yeah, well, our family have always been water rats, so, you know, we used to always go to the beach and jump in pools wherever we could, and my brother was a competitive swimmer, but, um, no, we always always liked that and exercise of one sort or another, particularly the, the sea. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you did quite a bit of, uh, of ocean swimming as well as um, training in the pool, and um, and you've been, uh, you've been swimming in competitions for the last 15 years or so. That's right. I mean, as I say, I... I much prefer the um, ocean. Um, of course, we do a lot of pool training at this time of year. Um, also, it's getting a little bit cold at 13 degrees to go out in the sea, but there's still a few hardy souls that do it. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've always, I love getting in the sea, and it's a great form of exercise, and I really enjoy um, having a, uh, doing a race, and, and um, you know, that's that's something I've just continued to do because of, you know, the enjoyment side of it. So, um yeah, I'll keep doing it. <laughs> and and your, I mean, your background's in in writing garden, gardening books. Yes. And, and then you've sort of transferred that uh, that skill of writing and um, being able to to describe things very vividly um, with you know, with the use of words. So, um, sort of how did how did it come about to going from writing gardening books to, to swimming? Well, I've, as I say, that my business is is basically um, landscape gardening. So that's that's. You know, and I've written books because I actually enjoy it. And generally, I'll, I'll get an idea in my head, and then I thought, yeah, I'll just go and do it. And it was actually, funnily enough, it was when when I first saw your website, um, Effortless Swimming. I thought, yes, that's that's a great idea. That's I love that. So that's when I I started using your programs, and it got it got to a point where I thought, hey, you know, I'm I, I, all these thoughts are going through my head about you know what why people are successful at this sport, why they're successful at swimming, why I enjoy it. So I thought, hey, I'll write something up about it. So I just started writing. And I, I do enjoy it, writing, and I do enjoy swimming, So there's, um, as, as I do with gardening. So they just sort of came together, and um, I did it. So it's kind of 
it's all about doing something you enjoy. Yeah, and uh, the thing that, um, I mean, you've sort of been sending me the drafts along the way um, of your book, and, and what struck me was um, just how well you describe the, the feeling of, of being in the water, because I think that's something that's, that's really hard to get across to people who aren't swimmers um, and who have never experienced what it's like to be in the water, be completely relaxed and, you know, and gracefully traveling through the water um, with each stroke. And it's, um, it's something that I think you've done really well to put into to words because it's, I, I kind of find it, um, very similar to trying to describe surfing. It's, um, it, you know, like my, my, my wife, for example, she'll, um, complain that I go out in the water for three or four hours surfing, but, and it's hard, it's hard to get across to her, like what that feeling's like, um, and why, you know, it's, it's more than just sitting out there waiting for waves to come. I'm right on your page here, Brent. It's, it's, I mean, I've surfed for 25 years or so. I love it. I just love the feeling of getting out in the water. And it, it's funny enough, there's a close parallel between swimming swimming and surfing because like, I'll just talk about this thing of being in the zone, being in that effortless state. And you probably know um, when you're surfing sometimes you just get in that spot where you're just completely relaxed, but the wave just come. And, and because you're relaxed and you're tuned in, it, it just goes so smoothly. And it's the same with a uh, swimming race. If you can keep that kind of relaxed feel to you and just be focused on what you're doing right now, being in that zone, um, things go really well. You know, it's as soon as you start tensing up, as soon as you start panicking, as soon as you start forcing things, it all turns to custard, you know. <laughs> and, and so there's quite a bit of overlap. I can understand three or four hours in the surf you get pretty cold. I don't know what it's like over there. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends what uh, what time of year. But right. it's um, you know even if it's howling wind and it's and it's cold, uh, it's still worth an hour and a half drive down there and back. Oh, totally. No, I totally agree. But there is a close overlap. Obviously, you know, again, being in the in the water, the feel mm. of it. Yeah, and that, and that's what's uh, kind of different about Serene is that you, when you're in the zone, you haven't really got uh, outside noises to distract you. It's just you, you've got the sound of the water and you can sort of tell when you're swimming well um, by the sound that you're making as, you, as you're swimming. Um, you know, you can sort of tell if, if you're off um, just by just by the senses of where your body's sitting in the water and you can sort of hear the water rushing past your head and it's um, and it just shuts out all of those distractions that can sometime come, sometimes come in um, you, you know, let's say if you're running or cycling. Sorry, the phone just went there. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it is. It is actually that. That is something about swimming. That you can be. You can be more focused. And I think it's also you can. It's an individual sport in a sense, but um, with that competitive element, you know, you're always working against others. But essentially, you can be much more attuned to what, how you are. You know, as you say, because you're quite encapsulated in the water. So, you know, I would agree with that. Yeah, and it, swimming kind of gets you to look um, to look uh, inside yourself, um, sort of thing. So, I mean, like, because you spend so much time in the water, you've got your head down, following the black line, or if you're in the ocean, um, it really just it's just you and your thoughts, and um, and just concentrating on how you're feeling and your sort of spatial awareness, I guess. And it's, um, it's a really good thing, especially if you have had a, a big day at work, you've been in front of the computer uh, and you just need a break from, from that sort of stuff. It's, it's such a good way to, to switch off and um, really just bring your mind back and, um, 
you know, and, and just sort of tune yourself back into, um, you know, what, what you really, uh, what, you know, what, what sort of feels good rather than having all the stresses of, of work and things like that. I, again, I, you know, I think a lot of swimmers will relate to that. You, you see, I mean, that's why we do these things, I think. You know, it's, um, it's because of the buzz fact, the, the fun fact. And, you know, like, if I go for a sea swim um, early in the you know, morning, the sun's coming up or surf or whatever out in that water, you feel so good afterwards and um, so smooth. So, and that's why you keep doing it. Um, I think the trick is, is when you're just going for a, a training swim, say, with, with the mates, um, you know, Saturday morning or something, and um, is to carry that same feeling into a race, and that's that's the big the big trick because what people tend to do in a race is it's only natural you get a bit um, you can actually get a bit tense, you know what I mean? Because you do it normally just to relax or to feel that good feeling, but often for a race, you know, you can get a bit kept up, and that's natural. But it's if you can be in that more relaxed state to it before a race, then that. You know, it's going to work better, but it's kind of counterintuitive. But it's still, um, it's still going to work better. You know, if, if you can, and that's one thing I talk about a lot um, in the book is just how to get that, well, what's worked for me, and and also, especially what's useful in a race. Um, yeah, just that. I think everyone can relate to that starting in a race. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I mean anyone who's who's compared before and, and had a really good race day, they know the feeling. And it's um, as you said, it's counterintuitive because it's it's kind of like having a competition to who can stay the most relaxed as they're racing. It's um, it's a funny sort of thing to uh, to think about when it's you know when you think of competition, you just think work hard, you know, just fight, you know, aggressive, but um, really with swimming, it's, you've just got to stay relaxed as you do it. And um, yeah. And like, if you think back to your, your best race, I mean, if I think back to my, the best race I've ever had, I just felt, um, just felt so good throughout the race where you're swimming fast, but you feel in control and uh, you just sort of fine tuning the, the pace that you're going at. Um, and everything just seems to gel together with your, your technique and your connection with the water. And, um, yeah, it's just uh, – yeah, and that feeling, I mean, to me, it feels like yesterday because I can you know, I can just bring back that memory so clearly. And, and that's something that, that I think swimming is really good for is just um, you can um, – you can, you kind of, you, you remember just how good it feels, and that's why I kind of think it's, uh, it can be quite addictive. And you, you, there's a lot of uh, open water swimming groups, and especially cold water swimming groups, which uh, I'm not a part of because I, I think I'm too, too soft when it comes to cold water. But you get guys <laughs> like the uh, the Icebergers down here in Melbourne, and uh, they're just they're there every day. They're they're swimming, and the water's absolutely freezing, but it's just um, it's just a sensation that you get afterwards. Yeah, we've got a few here that go out in togs, you know, just um, <laughs> right through the winter, even, you know. So I'm not going for that, but um, yeah, it's 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 one thing is that um, it's it's yeah, as I say, keeping there relaxing is something you know we try in the pool to do. You know, you've got more to, occasion to do it. But when you're out in the in the sea or when you're in a race, there's a very easy to start um, just losing that relaxed rhythm as, as you're saying and just um yeah i think the other thing is too and a good when i think of a really good race i started relaxed 
relaxed in the body but mind alert, you know, feeling I'm sharp but my body's relaxed, well rested and and I'd often be cracking a few jokes beforehand and just, you know, being easy, just in a way to help make make it more fun for myself and others. And then, um, and I'm not thinking about, I'm going to beat this guy, I'm going to beat this, I'm going to come this, whatever, just just going to go out there and just have a good good swim and enjoy it. And um, focusing more on your own self rather than or trying to stay with someone. That, if, that, if that works, you can stay with someone who's around your pace, but not... Not um, not forcing it too hard because then you'll then things will go to, to pieces as I said you know and you'll start probably thrashing it or or um, losing that rhythm. So yeah, it's um, that's my best races anyway have been like that. So I thought, well, you know, maybe that's what um, that's what's going to work. Mm. <laughs> and it doesn't always. Sometimes you might have some. Um, you might your body might be a bit tired or. or things aren't going right or some other personal thing and, and you just got to accept that you're not going to race or swim as well. So you kind of just got to accept that too. So you can't always be at your peak. I mean, it's just one of those things. Yeah, that's right. You've, you've got to be um, able to, you've got to allow yourself to um, to fail or to, or, or to have those poor swims to, to teach you where you need to pick up your training or your strength program. I mean, um, there's, a guy, there's a guy who swims in... Uh, he swims in my squad, and he's um, nine times out of ten, he'll back off. Let's say I've got a set of 1050s all out on three minutes or something. Nine times out of ten, he'll back off on the ninth one so he can have a fast tenth one, so he can finish on a um, on a good note. Um, but it's just it kind of it, it's not the purpose of it. The purpose is 1050s all out, not not nine backing off that that ninth one. And um, I think, and, and it's because he's afraid to to sort of fail and um and maybe you know put himself out there and not have a good swim so it's um that uh, swimming can teach you how to be um I, I think to be humble as well and you sort of see that in uh sort of in in ufc fighters as well i quite quite enjoy watching the um the mixed martial art fighting and i mean those guys they beat the crap out of each other for 15 minutes yet they they hug at the end and shake hands and it's um it's because it's you know, you've really given it your all. You've everyone's put in their training and uh, and worked hard, and it's just to see who comes out on top at the end of it. And that's um, and that's why you know I, I like sports where you really it's physically demanding, like like swimming, like fighting, for example, where um you know you put yourself on the line, and if it comes off, it's an amazing feeling. If it doesn't come off, well, you've learned something from it. That's a very good point, actually. You know, you um learn something from there's you've got to learn to lose in a sense because it's not a, it's not a, a a loss if you if you learn you know say ah oh, okay i could do that a bit differently or i'm going to change it so in other words you're always uh, well whilst you're in there to have fun and relax you're always always trying to up your game and i think that applies to anything you think okay what did i do then that was more successful what did i not do you know may have just been that that person um if they're you know similar to you you, you know you're not swimming against Olympic swimmer, you're not going to beat them. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you're um, comfortable, what, what was different, you know, and then maybe adjust it. So Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. And I, I want to talk about some of the effects that swimming has outside of the pool, like, um, you know, from making you take more care of your nutrition to the social side of things. I mean, um, I've got the uh, this. We've got a Hell Week training camp coming up in Thailand in uh, in November, and 
Yeah, and, and the reason I wanted to organize that was because some of the best training blocks I've had and some of the, the best friends uh, I've got have come from training camps or, or um, you know, hell weeks. And, and that's where you're working your butt off with people in the pool. You go through the same experiences and the same feelings. And then you come at the back end of that and you've got that shared experience and you can relate, you can talk about, you know, how, how'd you feel in this part of the set? You know, how are your times compared to your PBs? And, uh, and you've got that shared experience where you can, um, you know, you, you really build good friendships around that and you, you go and have a meal or go and have a coffee afterwards. And uh, those sorts of friends are, are ones where I think you have a, can have a much better connection than just um, than people you meet day to day and you don't really get to go through those sorts of things with people. Sure. That's right, and uh, and in terms of nutrition, I mean, um, if you have had a if you've had a crappy session, sometimes it can come down to what you've eaten, and it can take you, and it can make you more aware of what you're actually putting into your body and um, how you're recovering and, and things like that. And that's something that you also talk about in the book. Yeah, well, actually, I must compliment you. You had a um, nutritionist. I'm just sorry, I've just forgotten her name. She did a podcast, um, and I really liked what what she was talking about, and that. And I think it's really important. And often it just can be a simple matter of eating um, uh, whole foods. You know, like I drink coconut water. It's a real great rehydrator. And um, chia seeds, like Kelly Slater's favourite one, I have that. They're, they're brilliant in a, a smoothie. So it can be just some really simple um, whole foods that can make a huge difference. And they're not going to give you a big, huge kick like caffeine, but it's going to sustain you and you're going to have more resilience. Um, you also had another uh, guy on, again, I've forgotten his name, he, talk, he teaches yoga and meditation to, to um, top surfers and athletes. Um, and I think that's also really important for a mental and physical well-being. So, and I, if I remember rightly, you talked about the importance of getting a good night's sleep. Well, you can't, you can't beat that. My <laughs> grandmother told me that. <laughs> it's... It's, um, it's really basic things like that. You know, if you turn up to a race... And you're tired. You haven't slept enough. You're loaded with caffeine. You know you've been uh, drinking too much, and not eating the right food. You're you're not going to be up for the game as well. So mm. I mean, it's just it's common sense. But um, I can't stress, you know, for me anyway, that how important that is. Yeah, and I, I like. Um I think that there's a lot of good advice that you could get from your grandma or your grandparents, basically, (laughs) from what you eat, from how much sleep you should get, from when you should go to bed. Um, There's, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of really good things to learn from that. I think Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting in in that respect. And um, in terms of, I mean, how like how you how you uh, feel during the day based on what you eat. I, th- I think a lot of people, particularly, I mean, most people who aren't uh, exercising each day and, and putting their body through the, the stress of, um, of a workout, their, their autopilot mode is to feel like, is, is feeling like crap, but they don't know any different because they've been feeding themselves crap and, uh, and drinking crap for, for that long that they don't know what it feels like to um, feel fresh and awake and alert uh, by eating and drinking the right things. I mean, I know people who will go through a two-liter bottle of Coke a day, and uh, like it, that cannot be good if you're sustaining that for even if you're sustaining that for a week. But these people have been doing that for years on end, and I, I don't think it can be good for your insides and um, and your future. 
what's that expression? Crap in, crap out. I mean, you know. It's, yeah. It's just um, it, it's common sense. So I think um, just just as I say, I, I, a lot of the things I said in there, my grandma would have said, and um, it's no no great. It's not rocket science, but, uh, but it's good to see that um, there's more of that. People are starting to cotton on that uh, importance of that. And it's sometimes it's not like an immediate thing. It's like over time, you'll have more resilience, you'll have more stamina, you'll have a clearer. Because it's um, certainly in the race, uh, there's this mental thing. As you as you get, uh, you know, more and more, the competition gets stronger. You know, and you get you go up to higher levels. It often gets down to a mental game, and, mm. and so if you're feeling relaxed in your body, but you're mentally really sharp. Um, and you're taking everything in, then you're more likely to be successful than if you're uh, feeling tense in the body and your mind's a bit, you're half there. Mm. I, I was reading, uh, oh, listening to uh, Chris McCormack's book, the uh, the triathlete, and he, in his book, he talks, uh, he pretty much says that. He says that at the top level, there's a, a couple guys there who are basically all as fit as each other and all it comes down to is your mental game. And so he'd, he'd do a lot of things to kind of throw them off and um, not trash talk them, but put the doubt in their head that they can, you know, put the doubt in their head that they can't finish, um, can't finish off uh, the run leg in a certain pace. And um, he kind of plants that seed of doubt and they're they fit, if not fitter than him, but he just used that mental game. So, um, that's just you know that's just as important as uh, as your physical game when you start to get to that that top level of uh, of sport. Absolutely. Sure. And so um, no. sorry. No, no, carry on, carry on. Uh, so I I don't think we've actually mentioned the name of the book. It's the uh, Zen of Swimming, and uh, and where can people find your book and uh, and go and download it and read it? Okay, well, there's, because it's an ebook, uh, you've got two options. You can go to Kobo Books, K O B O. Kobo Books, and just you can go onto their website, and you can then um, that will go onto your. You can download it onto your iPhone um, e-reader, and just have a, an app to do that. And you just go. Just if you just search for the Zen of Swimming, Z E N, and um, with my name, and then uh, the other option is to go to Amazon, Amazon uh, Books. So they have the Kindles. So, with all these things, you can put them. I mean, I've got some a book on my iPhone. You can have them. I've got on my e-reader. We've got we've got the Kindle as well. So, um, and you can have it on your computer. So they're quite adaptable, and it's really easy. So, um, so those are the two options: uh, Kobo Books or Amazon. Yeah, and um, I highly highly recommend people go and download it. It's only only a couple of bucks, um, and there's there's some really good. Good tips and information there for um, for not only sort of stroke mechanics and um, and advice on how to uh, how to sort of you know feel when you're swimming, uh, but also recovery and um, and racing and things like that. So um, I highly recommend people go and uh, check that out if you're interested in um, in sort of uh, yeah just just reading a really um, enjoyable book if you if you enjoy swimming. It's uh, it's a great way to sort of um, I guess uh, it's just so relatable for a swimmer. So it's um, I really really enjoyed reading it and um, and helping you um, with the with the draft along the way. I mean, you've um, 
yeah, you've just done such a such a good job of uh, of describing the feeling of swimming. So, John, uh, I'll put a link on the on our website as well, so that people can go and download it. And uh, thanks again for joining me on the podcast. And no doubt we'll uh, we'll catch up again soon. Thanks for joining us on the Effortless Swimming Podcast. To get transcriptions, bonus videos, and to be the first to hear about new episodes, go to swimmingpodcast.com. dot